Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Thank Your Pain podcast, where we help you turn moments of pain into power by noticing the blessings and lessons that have come from our lives. And today I am blessed to have Leah Turner here, a boss babe from LinkedIn who mm -hmm. has gone from one business to another, has over 30,000 followers on LinkedIn and growing. So I could be wrong. It could be more at this point um, yeah. and has taken her business from LinkedIn also now onto Instagram, TikTok, and is steadily becoming a social media icon. And we're going to get into her journey because as you can tell, um, fully tatted, beautifully blonde and a boss entrepreneur. So I want to hear a little bit of her story and maybe some of the controversies that she's felt a being a woman entrepreneur, um, being on a professional platform such as LinkedIn. And we're going to dive into also some of the weird stories that come with all of those things from other people. So, Hey yeah. Leah, thank you so much for joining us today. It's an absolute pleasure. So can you start off with, you know, you had this stereotype transcription business on LinkedIn. Yeah. How long have you been doing that for? How long have you been an um, entrepreneur for? So I started my business when I was 26, 27. So it's 2011. Um, and I just wanted to earn some extra cash because I had an office manager job and I earned all right, but I needed some extra money so I could afford to travel because I'm massively into my travel. So I started a business to earn a bit of extra cash. Um, and after about six months, I had so many clients that I ended up, um, well, I was working like 90 hour weeks, which was crazy. Oh so I was God. working two full-time jobs. Um, so I handed my notice in, uh, couple of months after that in my main job and I took the transcription full-time and I was doing that full-time for several years before my son came along um, and then in November my son sort of, he's nearly five now so in November I decided it was time to kind of grow the business and that's why I ended up on LinkedIn um, okay. because I had somebody who was going to help me who's going to work with me full-time and I wanted to make sure I had enough clients. So that's kind of why I decided to start exploring LinkedIn in November. And little did I know what was about to start happening. Um, and now I've completely changed direction with my business and I'm still doing the transcription. I've got a wonderful team helping me. Uh, but now I do LinkedIn coaching as well. And it's leading on to confidence coaching, group coaching in-house in businesses, online group coaching. Um, I'm writing a lot of content, doing a lot of content creation and sort of creative consulting. So yeah, it's kind of completely changed my life. And that's, that's not an exaggeration, it has, it's totally changed my life. So what was, you know, what was, the, I know you, your son like was the main encouragement of like, okay, I wanna grow my business. But also just because I have been following you on LinkedIn since before you started the LinkedIn coaching, mm -hmm. I feel like there was just a shift in your energy as well. What was the moment that for you that was like, I can do a different business from this? Like what was the... Um, that mainly focused around the fact that, so, uh, my transcription business obviously went very quiet when the whole lockdown started happening because a lot of the companies that I worked for were unable to continue, um, because they couldn't, couldn't go out and, and do the work that would generate the work for me. So it really slowed down and I started thinking, okay, well, I've got enough work for me to keep me tied over, but I don't have enough work for my team. Um, 
And I had a few people that had come to me and said, you know, how are you growing your connection so quickly? And I started having a few phone calls with some friends and giving them some tips and advice. And it was really effective. The things that I was saying when they were implementing them, it was really effective um, and very quickly. And they said to me, you should be charging people for this. Uh, a few months, but I feel like I've learned a lot and I'm definitely being able to help people. So at first I was just like, oh, well, I'll, I'll just do it quite cheap and I'll help a few people and see, see what happens, see if they start getting results. Um, and so I think I did 10 or 15 sessions at sort of 99 pounds a session. And some of them had the most incredible results and some of them wanted ongoing support. And then I was seeing how people's confidence was coming up. People who weren't particularly used to social media and weren't confident users on social media were saying to me, this has made so much difference to my confidence level. And I've, I've started talking about things and opening up and I'm connecting with people so much better. And people are messaging me and saying how inspiring I am. And that is really helping my confidence. And they're taking it out into the real world as well. So while it was mainly focused on LinkedIn, their LinkedIn profiles were growing. It was them, like the whole of them that was growing. They were sort of saying, I feel better. I feel like I'm helping people and that's bringing my confidence up. And I realize now that my story might not seem interesting to me, but to other people it's interesting and valuable. And when people start realizing that, it's really powerful. Um, and that made me glow. Like I've always loved helping people. I used to run a charity that I started myself when um, several, when I lived still in Brighton, um, so I was like in my twenties and I loved it. I loved the variety. I loved working with people. I loved knowing I was doing good and making a difference. And while I love transcription, I don't get that satisfaction from it. And so since starting the coaching, um, it's like that fire has come back inside me and I'm suddenly like, I'm actually helping people. People are coming and saying, thank you. You have changed my life. You've, you've given me something that I didn't think I had inside me and it seems like crazy that that's coming from something that's LinkedIn coaching that's not what I expected when I started doing it but it yeah it like it lights something up inside me and makes me just feel like I want to bounce out of bed every morning and I'm so happy that I'm interacting with these people and and helping them in what to a lot of people might seem an insignificant way but to them it feels really really important did so, you yeah. feel like you did you feel like you wanted to bounce out of bed in the morning before, or was it really when the LinkedIn coaching took off that it's like, wow? Uh, well, if I'm being completely honest, I'm, I've always been a reasonably positive person. I did go through quite um, a dip in my, not mental health. I don't have, like, I don't struggle with like depression or anything like that. Um, not since I was a teenager, but I definitely was feeling low with the pandemic happening and lockdown happening and, and not being sure if my business would survive. So I wasn't probably bouncing out of bed. You know, I had my little boy at home and that was really hard having him all day, every day while I'm trying to run a business. But I wasn't say bouncing out of bed, but the fact that I'm helping people has definitely really lit me up. And I'm also surrounding myself with other people that are other entrepreneurs, which I'm finding really inspiring and motivating, which is definitely helping. And if we're being really, really honest, I'm earning a lot more money. And while it's crass to talk about that, I'm a single mum and I've, ne I've always lived in rental houses and I've had just enough savings to be 
to be careful like we could go on nice holidays if i was careful with our money and we had a sort of fun just in case anything went wrong that we would be able to move or i could buy a new car if i needed to but that's it and i've never been able to save a lot of money because when you're a parent that's working full-time and you've got childcare to pay for and all of that you don't have spare money i'm not uh, transcription made sure i was comfortable if i was careful but it wasn't a lot of money um and now i'm earning what i what to me feels like a lot of money and it's very hard not to feel a lot happier when you're actually helping people and you're suddenly being able to see that you might not have to spend the rest of your life in rented accommodation with your child you might actually be able to buy your own place and i never thought that to me that's like winning the lottery like knowing knowing that i would be able to provide a secure future for my son and you know be able to pay for his university fees and buy him his first car that is stuff that i never ever ever thought i would be able to do so that is definitely a huge contributor just the the lack of stress of not knowing that if a large bill comes in or i someone hits my car i'm not going to be completely destitute and that was the reality before and that's quite like it makes me feel a little bit teary thinking about it because it it's something Absolutely. that really weighed on my mind all the time and that stress has now gone from my life and as long as this continues and i can keep building on this business my future looks and his future looks a way that i never in a million years dreamed would be possible and that's that's definitely a huge contributor to my joy at the moment which Beautiful. is not supposed to talk about money i know but no it's okay first of all it is not crass to talk about money money is important and anybody who says otherwise is lying. We need yeah. it to survive and it's literally changed your life. And it's changed yeah. your life in a way to be able to say, I'm actually doing something I love that I find meaningful that can support me and support yeah. my son and our future. And to go from, you know, just being okay to having excess is something that we should all strive. We should all strive to have excess because when we have excess, we have excess money to help other people but we also have excess energy to do more things and to provide for people because before you were doing the transcription and helping people with their businesses that way but you know in a it's way right in a way the pandemic was almost in i guess from an outside point of view like a really good thing for you because it pushed you into alignment so that you could actually start operating out of your purpose to make the money you wanted yeah and it's that's one of the things that's been really difficult is actually to reconcile that in my head because i know that it's a time that lots of people are losing their jobs and lots of people are um not not particularly happy they've lost family members people have died like so many thousands and thousands of people have died and there's crisis all over the world and it's very hard um on a daily basis when you wake up and you feel happy and then you go oh my god you know i shouldn't feel happy Black Lives Matter is such a big thing and there are people suffering all over the world and fighting for it. And I support that. And then we're seeing um, LGBT community are struggling and I want to support that as well. And we're seeing people dying of coronavirus globally. And like that obviously weighs on my mind every single day. And I think it's not fair that I can be sit here and be happy. And I know other people out there are struggling. So it's well, you first do get a bit of, of guilt. You do get a bit of guilt things, from it. 
those two things aren't related. Yeah. I, and no, I totally but you know understand. what I mean? Like when you, when yeah. you're constantly bombarded with this bad news everywhere you look all over social media, all over the news, you're like, I really shouldn't be feeling so happy right now, but in my own little bubble of existence where I'm responsible for raising my son and giving mm -hmm. him the best opportunities, my own little bubble now has grown and is a lot more secure and I'm, I'm able to offer him a great future. And I hope that being able to do this and using the platform that I have, I can do more good. And that sounds so cheesy and so cliche, but I am, no. and I, I'm, I'm currently using my platform. Like there are people and I do don't, I don't really talk about it because I don't like, I'm not looking for praise, but there are people that I have, taken exception to and offered large discounts or free training obviously i can't go broadcasting it all the time because people will be left right and center wanting freebies and you don't know necessarily who really deserves it but i have been aware of people and been offering people that i see that could use help that maybe can't afford it i'm doing that and i don't want praise for it i'm not posting about it because it's not it's not for um, it's, it's just an altruistic, I can afford to do it. And I want to, I want to give back because I know that I'm able to now. And so, and that's why I'm doing this charity thing, um, next week, the week after, but it's not, um, it's not about me getting praise for that. It's about helping people because I know I'm now able to, and I kind of hope that as, as this grows, hopefully it's going to grow as it continues to grow, that platform will allow me to do more good than I've ever been able to do before. So big picture is that I'll be able to make more of a difference down the line when my voice is bigger and I can have more impact. Yeah. And well, that's the exact thing that I wanted to point out too, is that there is always something kind of terrible going on, which is like really negative way to look at things, but that's almost mm. reality, you know? And like, that's why I said, you know, we can't relate our own happiness and our success into, I shouldn't feel good because X is happening. Yeah. Because when you look at it, you know, when a forest burns down, if we refuse to plant any more seeds, we're never going to have a forest again. Mm. We can still grieve the burned down forest while planting new trees. And the tree being mm. yourself, you must remain a seed that is planted and strong so that That's now, like you said, you can contribute to the whole, the forest and expand. Because before, if you just keep yourself in the mindset of, I should feel bad, I shouldn't feel happy, I shouldn't achieve X because X is going on in the world, then you are not helping anybody. You're not helping yourself, your son, or anybody around you. But when you yeah. say, you know what, despite what's going on, I'm going to focus on me. I'm going to take it as my responsibility to build myself up. So then when yeah. I get to the top, I can reach down and pull others up with me. That is the mark of a true yeah, leader. That's and one of the things I really love about LinkedIn is that because I am quite a positive energy kind of person, generally speaking, like we all have our down days, but generally speaking, I'm pretty positive. And I feel like because I can bring that energy to the platform in the things that I write and the way that I interact with people and how I seem to be able to make people feel quite good, not necessarily intentionally, but I seem to have this ability to be quite positive and make and make other people feel that way as well. Um, and I feel like if I just sat and was miserable and complained about things all the time, 
that I wouldn't be having those positive effects because I get messages every single day from people saying thank you for being so positive I love reading your posts they make me feel like anything is possible and of course for me I feel quite like shy saying that people say that to me because I sort of feel like I don't really know what I'm doing to because I'm just being myself and I don't sort of think I'm doing anything particularly unusual or special but when they send me messages like that I sort of think well I need to keep being this positive energy because not, not that I'm going to pretend to be positive when I don't feel positive because obviously I like to keep things real, but I, I sort of think, well, if, if I do shut up and I just mooch about sad about how all these sad things in the world, that's not going to help anybody. So at least if I'm positive and real, I can spread a bit of that and maybe perk up somebody else's day that's finding it hard to smile at the moment. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Hopefully. Yeah. And that's one of the, th the, one of the reasons why, you know, it appears that your business is so successful is because you operate from authenticity. You know, you're naturally a positive person. It's not like you're pretending to be, but now almost it's, it's like, it's almost like your, your responsibility to remain in your happiness and joy because it does inspire other people to yeah. in their joy. And if everybody kind of harnessed that, you know, the ability to live in authenticity and live in their joy, they would find the same occurrences happening to them. And that's, you know, what you teach some of your clients is like, be more real in your posts, because the people who relate to you are going to respond. And, you know, you build such a strong community that way. Yeah, it's really true. It's really true. And one of the things that I'm, I try to talk to people about is like, there was a lady that I was speaking to the other day, and she said, Oh, you know, I'm really worried about posting, because there was somebody that she used to work with that she was concerned if he saw it and I said well why are you still connected and she said well I don't know I said well does he have any bearing on your life right now and she said no and I said but him watching is stopping you from posting she said yeah I said so so disconnect and I think there's it's quite um it seems quite obvious but sometimes it just takes somebody else to give you permission to do that and and there's a lot of people that seem to have this block where they feel like LinkedIn isn't a place for them to talk about themselves, or if they talk about themselves, they just seem self-absorbed and self-obsessed. And I said, but you're not talking about yourself in a look at how great I am. You're talking about yourself as in, this is the journey that I've been on. And if I can do it, you can do it. It's not saying, hey, look at me, I'm awesome. You're saying, hey, look at where I came from and where I made it to. If I can do that, you can do it as well. And there are so many people on LinkedIn, I watch their posts and I think that, and I think, do you know what? She's done it, so it's possible for me. Alice Stevenson, I don't know if you've seen her posts, but she's someone that I work yeah. with. And so she, she was pregnant at 18 and she put herself through law school as a single mum. And she owns she's only a couple of years older than me and she owned she started a law firm a few years ago and went from a normal solicitor salary to a very nice lifestyle that she lives in a space of a couple of years and she's just a few years older than me and she has absolutely nailed it she didn't fit into the legal industry so she started her own law firm where she decided what fits in and what doesn't and she took the she took the situation and went this doesn't suit me I'm making a new one that does suit me and it's and that's how I want to go forward with all of this. It's like I want to stop companies from trying to force their staff into cookie cutter molds. And I want people, companies to start taking their staff and saying, "We love the way you are. We want you to stay exactly as you are and use that to sell our business," because that's that's the future. I think 
and one of the biggest contributors i think to the problems of people having mental health is that they don't feel like they can be themselves like you have to be one person at work you have to be one person as a parent one person with your friends one person as a wife or a husband and you're splitting yourself into so many different people and it's exhausting it's exhausting trying to live up to the expectations of all those different lifestyles and personalities that you have you should just be able to be one one whole person mm -hmm. that does all these different things and those things all celebrate and, and benefit from all of the wonderful different aspects of who you are and i'm hoping that that's the kind of thing that i'm going to be able to take forward with the training and going into companies and saying look how much better your staff's mental health will be look how much happier they will be and look how much harder they will work when you just stop trying to make them into people that they're not supposed to be mm -hmm. hopefully anyway yeah, <laughs> it might be like it sounds like a, a huge job but i just no. feel like that's where the I future think is for changing now the bigger you dream the better you know you would rather shoot for something much higher and fail higher than you had dreamed before right that's another yeah. thing like in in my coaching that i teach people with the mindset is we often set our sights far too low because we are taking in information from the people around us do what's comfortable do what's easy yeah. and we live a comfortable life and we never question it we never fight back but then we wake up every day tired lethargic wondering where our life is going why we don't I have feel... any purpose or energy and then yeah. when something you know it's usually the universe like we'll get messages sent to us this is like in a universal type of talk right now but we all have intuition and a lot of yeah. us will just ignore it we get you know thoughts in our head like why am i still here or i should just quit this job or i want to be doing something else or why am i still with this person but we do not act on it until it is so painful that we must do something different which is See, I've why i did, i have done that there's there have been relation a, a specific relationship that i stayed in for far too long that was very damaging to me um and after that I started my business and I started playing by my own rules and I had nobody else to answer for. And, and to be honest, I've been pretty much single ever since then. I haven't been in a serious relationship with somebody since then. And that's mainly been because I've been so focused on being a mum and being a businesswoman. And honestly, I just haven't wanted to compromise my lifestyle because what I do now is all up to me. Let everything simple. I don't argue, but I get to be exactly who I want to be without compromise. And I felt like I was always um having to modify or edit myself to be in a relationship and that made me unhappy and and it changed the foundations of who i was because i was having to pretend to be something that i wasn't and i know that that just means that you haven't found the right relationship and that's fine i haven't found the right relationship yet but i just feel that um being entirely who i am also means being very driven and ambitious and very overly confident um, I am like a painfully confident person at some points, which can be overwhelming to some people in some situations. Um, but I just, I love being able to bring that out in other people. And I feel like when I'm, maybe when I'm in a relationship, I'm not able to be that invested in everything else that's going on. Cause you have that like one person that's taking up a lot of your energy. And I haven't found the one person yet that kind of, helps me push that energy outwards still and doesn't like suck it all up does that make sense absolutely and well i mean without diving into like you know part of what i do because i'm mindset you know there 
there are obviously like a lot of things that are affect our relationships that are just hidden in our subconscious. So there's a belief there that is when I get into relationships, I have to self-sacrifice. And so yeah. for anyone who wants to get in the right relationship, it's first finding the right relationship with yourself and identifying these things that we do. Like I figured out that I have codependency tendencies and because I never thought this before, because I'm highly independent, I take care of myself, I don't need anyone else, quote unquote, but codependency can also be, I need to control the situation, I will mod it, edify my moods and behaviors and things I want to do to save the relationship or to be who the other person wants. And it happens yeah. a lot with um, people who grow up to want to be saviors, nurses, teachers, coaches, um, yeah. because it's seen as praiseworthy. That's an aspect of codependency that we don't share with the world because it's praised, but it makes us feel inadequate and unloved in relationships. So when we want to get in the right relationship, we have to really identify those things within ourselves. And that's when we can truly find the other person because we stop compromising. And then we're in alignment with the person who pushes us and lifts us up and challenges us instead of us feeling like and taking on the responsibility of morphing. Yeah. Yeah. I find that I find at the moment, especially though, my passion is like, I wake up every day and I'm so passionate about what I'm doing that it doesn't seem important anymore. And I think that's yeah. far more likely going to be the time when you meet someone is when it's, you're just never thinking about it. You're just too busy enjoying the day to day. And at the moment, God, my life is so full. It's so full. Like, yeah, I'm having to, I have to do more coaching calls now because I was doing one a day. Cause I like to put like a lot of energy into them. And I got two complaints yesterday that they couldn't get in with me for two and a half weeks. So, um, I upped it to doing two a day and booked five calls yesterday, <laughs> which is awesome. just crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. So awesome. Um, it's a very exciting journey that I've come on and, um, yeah, I think it's just, it's quite overwhelming because I sort of try and think about the big picture and people say to me, you know, concentrate on the big picture. I'm like, I don't know what the big picture looks like. I don't know what it looks like at the moment. And that's exciting, but also quite frightening. So I'm like, I don't really know where this is going to take me and where I'm going to be this time next year. Um, yeah. Just keep I'm focusing like, on the day-to-day, -day, <laughs> girl. You're killing it right now. That's all you need to think about. And yeah yeah i mean yeah, like okay. you know when you are full inside of your alignment and your purpose like you know things will come to you much easier and just keep oh my god they are already. don't put don't they put a sky already. yeah that's like, what i'm saying is like you are like good karma and this good energy and i'm just getting so much back so much back and i'm just like people just want to spend time with me they want me to help them they want but even if even if i'm like saying to people like oh yeah I'll help I'll help you I'll do that and 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 they're like well how much do you want me to pay for it and I'm like I don't know it's fine they're like no we're paying you for it because I'm like one of these people that's just like yeah no I'm a giver like I'll just I'll just do nice things for people even when I realize I don't have the time and I go why did I say yes to that but they they won't even allow me to do that they're just like no we are going to pay you for this don't be ridiculous or they'll say to me you're not charging enough I had one girl say to me you didn't charge me enough for that session. I got so much from it. You did not charge me anywhere near enough. And then she insisted on giving me free training in return because she's like, you didn't pay me. I, you didn't charge me enough. So I'm going to give you 
some free training in return for for what you gave me because I think that's one of my biggest downfalls is is putting the right value on the information that I have to give um the the skills that I have to share that's my biggest weakness because to me charging a hundred pounds for an hour of my time feels like a huge amount of money and when people say that's not enough like you crazy so a hundred pounds for an hour that's ridiculous that's like more money than I've ever seen in my, you know, I normally work a whole day for that. Well, you're not wor so, working hourly anymore, Lee. You're working, people are paying for a solution. That's something that I had to learn in business too, is like people aren't paying you for hourly work anymore. You're not an employee, you're providing a solution. So if X solution equals X amount of results, like that's yeah. really how worthy it is. It, it's how, how much people want to pay you is how valuable it is. So yeah. And, and one of the things that I'm now learning, obviously, because it's been a couple of months since I started doing the coaching is now the results are really starting to come in. Some people have been getting instant results and straight away they're getting messages from potential clients. Um, a lot of people are sort of getting there because some of them started with like really low connection numbers and they're really not getting out there at all. So they're building up their use and they're getting more and more used to spending more and more time on the platform and they're actually seeing results coming in. Some of them literally do it the next day and they go viral and they get loads of messages. And some of them are sort of taking a couple of months of regular use and now they're starting to see them come in and they're messaging me and I'm getting, I'm getting messages every day going, Oh my God, I had an inquiry. Oh my God. I had a lead come in from LinkedIn. They've emailed me. They want to do this. They want to do that. And I'm like, Oh my God, it actually works. Like there's that part of me, that imposter syndrome that's going, does it work? Like, am I, am I a fraud? Am I, is this, is this really working or am I talking out my ass? Um, and like, it's actually working and they're all coming to me super excited that one girl, um, Jess on Friday, we had a coaching session and she put out a post on Tuesday and it went viral. That was the first post since our coaching session. And she was coming out as gay professionally because she, people who she works with, know like that she works closely with and her friends will know and her family will know but LinkedIn didn't she was like I'm I was worried that it would stop me from getting jobs but now I'm sick of worrying I don't care anymore if they don't want to work with me because I'm gay I don't want to work with them and she hadn't had the confidence to post it before and then she did on Tuesday I think the last time I looked it was at like 15 1600 reactions it's been seen by over 100,000 wow. people and she did a follow-up post Wednesday and went viral again and she's just about to launch a PR agency um and or like she's teaching people how to do their own PR so they don't need PR people to save companies money and um and she's had like absolutely loads of messages from potential clients and people that are interested I'm like okay, not everyone's going to have a viral coming out post, but, but right. this is like a lot of people now that I've worked with that have started going viral. There's probably like seven or eight of them that I've worked with out of 40 that have had several viral posts since our, our conversations and predominantly because they're writing, writing stuff that really connects with people and people are latching on and going, this is amazing. And then obviously a viral post is useless on its own when you get the leads with it because your name is getting out there and all these people are suddenly aware of who you are and what you do and what you stand for, which is the biggest thing, um, that they're, they're getting the inbound inquiries. And you know, it's a, lot, it's a lot easier and more fun to just be yourself online and get, let the warm leads come to you than be constantly sending out cold sales pitches that piss everybody off. Right, absolutely. <laughs>
it's inspiring right now to like, oh my God, I gotta go go to my diary right now and be like, what's what can I put on LinkedIn now that's content though good content comes in your everyday experiences it's just little things that you notice that other people will relate to whether it's something hilarious that your child said that made you think about something or you know an experience that you've lived through that other people can take value from it's literally everywhere but then i have a content brain so that's what i try and help people with is because my brain just sees content in everything so right it's like a superpower that i didn't know i had (laughs) And now it's here and now it's helping you live your best life. Yeah. Yeah. When we're out of lockdown, I can start living my best life. doesn't really feel like I'm doing anything different at the moment. Like I need to go house shopping. (laughs) There you go. There's any time like now. Well, um, we are nearing the end of our time together, Leah. So um, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Would you have any last words or words of advice for anyone who's watching or listening to this about career or life or anything in Uh, general i guess along the theme of the whole authenticity and being yourself thing because that's what everybody knows me for is that i think people need to stop being afraid of the things that make them weird and make them stand out because those things are going to be your best assets in being remembered when you're using them online to sell yourself and your business so there is nothing that is weird about you that there isn't a thousand other people on LinkedIn that are also weird in that same way. So you're not unique. Your weirdness is not unique. And it actually is probably the most relatable thing about you. So stop hiding it and start celebrating it. That's (laughs) awesome. Well, thank you so much, Leah is so inspirational to hear um, all that you're doing. And I'm about to go write a post right now. And (laughs) Uh, I will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for watching and we'll talk soon. Bye. Bye.